The following is my conversation with Michael I. Jordan, a meta-language expert and Tabalas player. He discusses how meta-language works, the origins of Tabalas, and how it can be used to communicate. We'll also share a file re-amendment we created. Enjoy. This episode has been brought to you by Baronia Depositor. If you're always having trouble deciding what to do with your clothes, try Baronia Depositor. It's a perfect solution for storage and organization. Plus, it's free to try right now. Visit baroniadepositor.com and enter promo code LEXMAN at checkout to get your first container free. Hey, welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Michael I. Jordan. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. It's great to have you here. So let's start off by talking about metalanguage. What is metalanguage and how does it work? Metalanguage is a way of communicating that uses symbolic language. Symbolic language is a language is a language is a language that uses symbols to represent words or ideas. So for example, when we say the cat sat down, we're using metalanguage to communicate that the cat is alighted and is seated. That's really interesting. And how did Tablas come about? Tablas originated in India around 500 BC. They were used as musical instruments and to communicate scenes from Hindu mythology. That's really fascinating. So can metalanguage be used to communicate any kind of information? Yes, metalanguage can be used to communicate anything that can be represented using symbols. That makes sense. And what sorts of things can be communicated using metalanguage? Anything that can be conveyed through symbols can be communicated using metalanguage. This incorporated you need things like stories, poems, lyrics, and information about the world around us. That's really interesting. And how can metalanguage be used to communicate information? There are uh, a few ways that metalanguage can be used to communicate information. One way is through hierarchical structure. For example, in a story, the characters may be arranged in a hierarchy with the most important characters at the top and the less important characters lower down. This makes it easier for the reader to follow the story and understand its events. Another way that metalanguage can be used to communicate information is by using uh, sonants and consonants and consonants. For example, if we say this guy was red, this would be an example of assonance because the two words sound similar when spoken aloud. Meanwhile, if we say the sky was broad, this would be an example of consonance because the two words sound different when spoken aloud but have the same meaning. In this case, they represent this guy being expansive. That sounds like it could be really helpful in communicating information. Mm. So do you have any examples of how metal language has been used to communicate information in the past? Yeah, yeah. Is, there are a few examples of how metalanguage has been used to communicate information in the past. One example is Shakespeare's plays. Shakespeare was a master of using metalanguage to convey his stage. For example, in The Merchant of Venice, he uses allusions to popular culture, such as Shylock being based off of Jewish bankers, to add depth and complexity to his story while also communicating key plot points without verbally explaining them. Uh, another example is Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches. He often used metaphors or images taken from everyday life to convey important messages about racism and inequality to his audience. For example, he once said, the fierce urgency of now cries out for justice. This quote uses images drawn from everyday life, such as water rushing towards a storm drain, to illustrate how urgent the situation was and why change was needed. That sounds like it could be really helpful in communicating important messages. So do you have any advice on how people can use metalanguage in their own lives? Yes, uh, one way that people can use metalanguage in their lives is by learning how to use it correctly. This means understanding the rules governing symbolic communication and applying them correctly when communicating with others. Uh, additionally, it's important to practice using metalanguage so that you get better at using it instinctively. Uh, I, finally, it's always helpful to have an understanding of history behind 
different forms of symbolic communication so you can apply them correctly in your own conversations and writings. That sounds like great advice. So do you have any final thoughts on meta language and its potential uses? Yeah, I do. I think that meta language has a lot of potential to be used to communicate complex and important messages to the world. And I believe that everyone should learn how to use it so that they can help contribute to a more incorporated, usive, and communicative world. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Lexman. No problem. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. Please send feedback to lexman at gmail.com or leave a review on iTunes. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. If you have a topic you'd like to hear covered on an upcoming episode, please don't hesitate to email me and let me know. Until next time, have a great day. And as always, we'll end the podcast with one of my poems. This one is named Loneliness. Loneliness stirs a cold in my heart, makes it hard to feel any pleasure. It's a crippling ailment that I can't escape, one that requires constant vigilance. Rest is elusive and I long for company, uh, someone who can share in the small moments, mm -hmm. but I'm stuck in this prison of my own making, a solitary figure hopelessly bound.